Ja. It's Halloween Hump Fest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're ending our weekly, every week, we're dropping a, a, a something creepy, something spooky. Yes. Every weekday this month. And on Fridays, something more of a random selection, more to keep us on our toes. Yeah. And this week, we end on one, you know, just some straight up killing, some straight up murdering. It's truly just a study in murder, mental illness. Uh, the movie, it was banned in uh, a lot of places in Europe. Who are you? I'm Bob Sham. I'm Angela. This is Movie Humpers. Sounds you hear are probably dogs. We watched Angst. Uh, Angst by Gerald Cargill. And yeah, this movie was banned in Europe and a lot okay. of a lot of places in Europe. Sure. And yeah, this is a fucked up movie. Uh, this is uh, Gerald Cargill's last and most infamous feature film. I think he would work on documentaries and stuff. This is an Austrian and German production. It says at the Pretty beginning much the same of the thing. yeah, it says at the beginning that it's based on true events. I haven't done deep dive research, and I'm not seeing anything that backs that up. I mean, but, it could be based on but, any murderer. But it seems like something. If you look in the history of mankind, something like this happened. This is what I'm saying. You we, can find it. It's a study of a very disturbed man. And, you know, it's important to note always when you're dealing with someone who 
in a movie that is mentally ill that kills people is that the reality is that uh, when people who are mentally ill are more likely to have violence committed against them more than they are going to commit violence. violence. Absolutely. So, yeah, but, you know, sometimes there's just some fucked up shit and people go in a brutal way. And sometimes people are, it just does seem like sometimes in this world, and it ain't that common at all, but sometimes people are just fucked. Absolutely. This movie was, the way it's done is very interesting. I liked how the beginning kind of, it was another, it was another narrator. It was a narrator setting up life to a point. Yeah. It felt very like a documentary with a lot of photos, a lot of, there was a video at the beginning, but then it was very much like, this is what the story of this man. But then it flips to he's narrating. There is very little dialogue. I think the entire, all the dialogue on this movie could probably fit on one page. That's true. It's, there's no dialogue. It's all, and you know, this is a foreign film, so we're reading all of this. In terms of dialogue of surrounding characters Mm -hmm. that this guy deals with, we got the original narrator that's kind of like a documentary, and then we got the narration of the killer Mm -hmm. himself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you're right. That's it. And, And when you think about when he's in the, the diner or he's in the house like you can almost remember everything they i don't even think any words are exchanged in the diner no the the woman who waits on him says it, nothing says nothing at all um when he's in the no, ha- n- nothing is said in the very in the very beginning when he murders that one woman in the house sometimes um the mother called the name of the daughter a few times the son who has some sort of physical and mental Disability is yeah. happening. He calls does. Calls him Papa. He calls him Papa. And then later he tries to say, Mama, Papa's here. And she's like, oh, you stupid. Your father's been dead for yeah, years. totally. Like, and that's like the longest thing her. anyone says. Yeah. And then the cops at the end are asking asking him questions. Yes. That is honestly like the only conversation that happens. And I don't think he speaks. I think he's just narrating still. Sometimes we do this fun thing where we have you tell the whole movie okay. in two minutes. You could tell this whole movie in 30 seconds. Yeah. It's a story of this man uh, as as played by Erwin Letter. And the narr- the documentary is almost like a, it's like it's talking it's talking shit on the system in the sense that the system uh, is refusing to label this guy as like a like a like a mental case. They're not saying that he needs help. They're saying that he's choosing to do everything. He's a sadist. Yeah. And that he's doing everything willingly. And honestly, the though his plans never make sense, when he starts talking about wanting to kill people, he knows he wants to kill That's- people. And he doesn't care who he's going to kill. You kind of don't know. Like, the way that the narration at the beginning was set up was like, Leading up to a point where he went in jail for 10 years. It was like, how did we get to that point? So, like, his mom didn't want him. His grandma didn't want him. They tried to make him a priest. He was, like, doing all the classic serial killer sort of tells when they're young. Like, animal. He was hurting animals. He. The story is that he got involved with a woman in her late 40s when he was 14. And she wanted him to abuse her. It was a very, like... Uh, like S&M kind of bondage and things. And so she would have him beat her and he eventually started liking it is what yeah, he says. Yeah, the, the psychosexual connection. Yeah, like he had coupled the, fucked up relationships with women. The thing that seems like pure mental illness, like this guy should be put in a psychiatric prison, mm-hmm. is that he 
cannot seem to control his desires. Yeah. Like, he can't, con- like, it takes the mountains, it seems like, to get him to, when he was in the restaurant, he wanted to fucking kill those girls. Yeah. It seemed like it took a lot of, like, concentrated effort just to leave that place and go somewhere else. And it's interesting because he talks about the 10 years. So basically, he has all these, you know, weird relationships with women. He tries to kill his mother at one point, but she survives. He goes to jail for that. Then he shoots this older actress in the face. Mm-hmm. He says he doesn't know why. That's when he tries to say, I'm That's crazy, I need help. The movie. And they say, no, you're not crazy. You've had a history of violence. You did this on purpose. He goes into jail for 10 years. When he's getting out of jail, he says... They said that he was going to rob <clears throat> rob the couple that he, we see shoot. But he had no desire to rob them. What did he take? He didn't take anything. Yeah. Uh, but he also said he didn't remember doing that. And he went back to the scene of the crime later, which... Also is very weird. But what I thought was so interesting is he's talking. So it flips to him then talking. And he's been in jail for 10 years. He's been released. And he says, the psychiatrist tried to talk to me, but they wouldn't help me before. So now when they ask me about my dreams, I just tell them about flowers. I don't tell them what I'm really thinking because I need to get out of here so I can do the things I'm really thinking about. Like, he planned and plotted for 10 years that as soon as he got out, he was going to kill someone. And it was, like, that same day. And this movie is, it's an hour and a half, but in terms of, like, how it's drawn out. It feels so long. Once he gets Not to in this, a bad way, but just. Once he gets to this house, it's, like, this movie isn't, like, okay, I'm going to, like, tie them up and drag them to the car. It's like we watch him drag the bodies like down the stairs. We have to watch his moments when he's binding the girl to the to the handle. One of the most upsetting moments. So basically what he does is he goes into that restaurant, you're the bar or whatever that you were talking about. He sees these girls and he thinks, "Oh, I could kill them." But there's too many people around. Mm-hmm. So then he goes and gets in this cab. And then he's like, oh, now my plan is to kill this woman. So he's going to strangle her, but she realizes what he's doing because he's taking his laces out of his shoe. And she's like, you're being weird. So she kicks him out. She kicks him out. He runs through the woods and he finds his house that he thinks is abandoned. Come to find out, it's a very old, it's an older woman, her grown daughter, and their grown son who has mental and physical disabilities. And the thing that was, so then he, in turn, obviously we can talk about what he does to each one, but. You know, there's a final girl in this movie. The dog. Mm-hmm. The dachshund. The dachshund is the final girl. The final girl. She's amazing. <laughs> she does a great. That dog is great. Yeah. The dog did a great job. We'll give her. A, we'll give. We're giving that dog a humpy award. The, yes. Congratulations. Extra point two five for that. I dog. need to come up with some graphic. She's a cutie. Uh, that would qualify as a humpy. We'll be given humpies at some point. Yeah. Well, you know, and so I don't know if you want to go through what he does to each of them. But in turn, he kills each of these three people. But when he is at the beginning, he kind of wants to set this scene. He keeps saying that he has a plan, but he never explains it. And he'll keep saying he has a plan. And he doesn't have a plan. Because nothing is planned or going well. He's like sweating and losing his shit. Like at one point, he drinks out of the faucet for like 30 seconds. Those kind of moments were so interesting. He's like sitting there breathing and sweating. Let's talk about the camera work for a second. Oh, okay. Which um, is something that maybe we can go back and forth when sometimes when cameras are super shaky. Yeah. But I think it kind of works in this sense. It's almost like there's a lot of like, like the camera's tracking him. But it's not, like, balanced, like, with the tech that they got. Yeah. If it's hitting bumps and cracks, it's, like, bouncing with them. So it's got this feeling like you're just kind of, like, 
walking alongside this guy. And then there's just these shots like within the house and you can see it above your head here. One such shot. It almost looks like something from like Michael Mann's Manhunter, like the way, yes. like the, it, the, the, the thoughtfulness and the framing of the shot. It actually is kind of like a, 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 a nice looking movie and how mm-hmm. it's all set up. And of course that just ends with how the shots are and the, how it's created because it is a brutal movie. It is a very brutal movie. It's interesting because after him running through the woods, the shaky camera never bothered me again. It mm. only bothered me when he was still and the camera seemed to be shaking. That was weird to me. But otherwise, it didn't bother me. It, I felt like it made sense. And I agree with you about the shots. This is also set, and in, you know. And a lot of overhead shots when he's, like, moving the car and yes. trying to set this up. Well, and the people. That's what I was going to say. Like, there's one point where he's tying up the mother and he's dragging her. And it is, like, the thing that made it so real and so disturbing is that, like, her shirt comes up and her tights have come down. And it is like a very unflattering, like, yeah. vision of her stomach kind of just out while he's dragging her. Like, it doesn't, it's so unflattering. Like, it shouldn't be flattering. But but there is kind of this this thing that people do in movies where even if it's like, I'm murdering you, you're going to be beautiful while I murder you. Do you know yeah, what I mean? And the, this was not that. And yeah. I, it made it. Better. Ver- verisimilitude, I think, is the word. The, there you the, go. The, the, the realism of it. Yeah, the shots, like Visceral. Said, yeah, very visceral. The other thing is the backdrop of this house is like in the woods. There is this whole... I want to live in this house. This, this movie- house is amazing, but it's very <laughs> desolate. It is actually, seems as though they've just moved in or they're moving out. Yeah, it's yeah. It's weird. Because there's just like a mattress on the floor. And then like a there's corner where there's just a bunch of clothes piled yeah, up. Yeah. But then there's a ton of liquor in the kitchen, like... These well, people are interesting. They're German or Austrian. For sure. It's just they're going to prior- priorities. <laughs> <laughs> they are prioritizing. They are prioritizing, yes. And that mother seemed like, just in the little we get of her, it seemed like she had this thick powdered makeup she on. She seemed very like Mommy Dearest or um, Baby Jane. She yeah. had like Baby Jane almost, like very white, one of the few, crazy makeup. The, one of the few lines we hear her say is her belittling her mentally... Uh, incapacitated son. Yes. So it's like, ooh. And the yeah, daughter. Yeah, she's rude. And she ends up like, ends up dying because she, when she panics, she requires this medication, but she doesn't get it. So I'm she assuming ends up, she has a heart condition. And then the, the poor man in the wheelchair ends up being drowned in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. And the girl is, uh, as much as she struggles, she ends up getting dragged into this tunnel that kind of connects the house which she tries to run away through it yeah and meanwhile the dachshund the dog is running all over the place back and forth he's watching everything he's running back to the house and hiding under blankets or he's following him around but then he starts to stab this girl and that is like one of the harshest scenes in the movie like blood is going everywhere and then he passes out on top of her and the camera pulls back and he's pulled his pants down which implies that he Probably raped her corpse or something. I don't know because later he, when he's dragging the mother's dead body out of the house, when he decides he wants to keep them, he's talking about how excited it makes him the idea of keeping these dead bodies and he fucking comes in his pants. Yeah. I don't know if he even raped her or if he just let his dick out. Do you know what I mean? Like he seemed to not need more than thoughts to get off. So he ends up deciding he's going to take their car. Well, he wants to take their car. They don't have the keys. So he has to go back, find the keys. 
And then he drags the man from the tub to the car. <laughs> then he drags the mother down the steps into the car. And, and then he does this weird thing where he takes a bath in the shower, in the sink. Yeah. But he doesn't really clean himself. And then he puts on like clean black pants from the pile of clothes, his bloody shirt, and a white tails jacket. And and like we say, it's not like it's like he's gonna decide to do that. And then it cuts to them putting it in the trunk. We watch oh, no, him we watch run everything. through the tunnel, go up there, we watch him wipe his face off, we watch him drag corpses downstairs. We watch him, like, set them up by the car. We watch him go and get the car. We watch him open up the gate to let the car through. Like, we were watching every little motion that this mm-hmm. guy's doing. And the only time that it that it cut time was when he passed out on the girl for a bit. Yeah, and then it's morning. But, then, but, but we were with him every second. So he loads the bodies into the trunk, and then the dachshund gets up in the car with him. Again, I was scared the whole time. Yeah, you're sitting there waiting like the dachshund's going to get it. Because when is especially the... they talk so much about he used to hurt animals. And so he's driving and driving. And then there's this, it's actually weirdly funny. When he's trying to escape, he just plows into this car. And it's like this stop, this like a, like this lady and all these kids, like, it's like they just let out of school Yeah, or something. something's going and on. And they're surrounded. And, he, and he's trying to like get around, but he keeps just hitting the fucking car. And they're yelling at him like, get out of the car. Get out of the car. What's wrong with you? Until he finally is just like flying down the streets. He gets away from it and ends up at the cafe. And he's in the cafe. And he's like, I'm going to kill them all. I'm going to kill them all. He has this scheme that he's going to kidnap these people and lock them up in a room with the dead bodies so they get scared to death. Yeah. And then, of course, when he goes out to, like, get his shit, that's when the cops show up and they circle the car and they have him open the trunk. But he has this weird sense of satisfaction that they're going to see. Now they're going to see. Now they're going to be scared of me. And also, the reason the cops caught him was because he hit that car. Yeah. Not because he killed these people. Yeah. These cops just walked up on something. They did not know what they were getting into. And they see but obviously, he looks ding- sketchy. They seeing a dinged-up car with that description. He's also put on the ladies' like small gloves on his hands because he realizes while he's driving that that's why he hits the car. He realizes he's got bloody fingernails. Yeah. And he's like trying to do this and this, and he's trying to put the gloves on, and that's when he slams... Oh, and also at one point he does go inside he before the cops come and he gets a sausage, which he did at the beginning. He eats a sausage more disgustingly than anyone I've ever seen eat a sausage. Yeah, like you'd rather watch the stabbing scene than watch him eat sausage. But he goes out and feeds the dog a sausage. Like yeah. you think that he and this dog are going to go on this road trip with these dead people <laughs> in the trunk if he didn't get caught. A Tammy style road trip? Yes. Angst in German means fear. But, oh. but the word angst in, you know, our vernacular, it's more our like culture. Ennui. Yeah, it's more like like a creeping dread, like a dissettled feeling. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess ennui is more sad. Angst is more like. So yeah, it's it's kind of this is this is Austria and German Germany's fear, whereas our fear is the Mark Wahlberg movie where he makes out weird in the in that scene. <laughs> so our fear is a Mark Wahlberg breakout role. And their fear is this fucked up shit. But, you know, Erwin Letter, your performance, I mean, the movie hinged on it. I wonder if this dude was, like, mentally fucked after playing this guy. I mean, he seems so fucking intense, right? This is this does not seem like the kind of role where you, like, yell cut and people are chit-chatting. Mm-hmm. You know, this is... 
I would be curious to know how long it took to film this because a lot of it is in that one house, you yeah. know? And and they do there are scene cuts. It's not like there's these long scenes where we're just watching him do this, but it does feel as though we're watching this in real time with him. Yeah. Like we're watching Almost like I actually don't think it's a separate day. I think he just passed out for like 30 minutes because when he goes back to the diner, the girls have on the same clothes. Yeah, the same yeah. man is still there. And I thought maybe he was hallucinating things, yeah, but the I, more don't, I, I think don't think that's the case. No, the more I think about it, I think that it was just like he was maybe at that house for the amount of time we were at that house with him. Plus maybe like 20 minutes where he passed out on this girl after he came. Like, I really, I even hate saying that. Oh, my God. But like, (laughs) yeah, so much. It's like so. Like, uh, I think, you know, sometimes the scariest shit, you know, there I've said, you know, I've said this before, like horror is almost like a weird form of fantasy. Like the a lot of what we see in horror is like you know a creature, a guy in your dreams, a monster, a Michael Myers. Yeah, but and this it, is like a real. But monster. The, but they're done in a way that that is like almost feels separate. Like it, like you can be scared of them, but you can still go home and uh, live your life and not worry about a Jason or a Freddy. The girl from the ring is not. But when we gonna th- come get but you. But when we think about the things that really scare the fuck out of us and stuff like that, you know, it it's really not hard to come up with that. So it's interesting how you know. You don't really see if you made it something like that, uh, it might not be so much called a horror. Like people might not traditionally associate, but when you think about the things that people are really scared of, mm-hmm. it's the things that really could happen to them, even though they could still be rare, but you know that they happen when you read true crime or you read the news or you know someone loses their fucking mind or a mass shooting when you're just trying to go to church or go to fucking get some eggs or some shit. Absolutely. You know, there's that other part of it where that fantasy part of it is also like romanticized, like where you think about like vampires and like drinking blood and all of that. Well, this man drinks that woman's blood in this movie and it is fucking. And it makes him half sick. Terrible. Oh, and he pukes. And, but that makes sense. Like that's, if you actually drank human blood, you probably would puke. Yeah, you would. Like that's just how it is. Like, I don't know the way they really, it was very raw. Yeah. And honestly, those three people, the victim people, they were so good that there was not a moment where you were like, this doesn't look real. They, they don't look like they are really being drugged. They don't look like they're really dead. You, you know, know like, you notice that they even were stiffening their body mm-hmm. to emulate rigor mortis. And you can, well, it's probably a direction by Gerald Cargill, but. The, the the young man I noticed at one point his head didn't drop anymore. It yeah. was just like he was dragging him, but it was like it was locked in position. That, that would actually that's that would that's actually kind of realistic. It was so yeah, and there's this one shot. Okay, just just to talk about the cinematography, and then I know we were probably ready to rate this, but there is this one shot where he's loading them into the trunks, and this is what like keeps flashing in my brain. He's got I think the the mother already in the trunk, and he's lifting the son into the trunk. But the shots pulled back so far that in the bottom left corner, you see the dead girl. Mm-hmm. And it's like this shot that's like, there's actually sunlight out there. Like, there's like a whole world happening on the other side. But there's also like this dead girl right here. And then he's like doing this loading of dead bodies. Being it's, careful it's about It's happening. It. Like, you're yeah. watching every second of it. It's just really Cinemato- intense. Cinematography by, um, bear with me here, is a big new Rubinsky. Good job. Who also co-wrote it. To him, not to you saying that. But oh, also, come on. good job. Hey, you, good, good effort. Thank you. Uh, 
well, we're going to rate this uh, a fucked up movie. Oh, my God. You're going to give it one through five. I'm going to give it one through five combined for best. Okay. Out of ten. A disturbing movie, but you can't say it's a bad one. You feel like you're being stretched thin just sitting through it. The music? Oh, yeah. Music was great by Klaus Schultz. I love the music. It was so, at one point, I hadn't even noticed it. And then you were like, this music. And I was like, oh, my God. Because it, it even did this thing where he's running through the woods and the music's very, like, kind of fast and loud. And then as he sees the house, it, like, do, 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 ba, ba, do, like kind of, like, fades when out. When he starts like, to weirdly. ramp up, it's, but Well, because it's, like, so up. fast. But then he sees this house and the music kind of, like, s- slows down in this weird way because he's, like, honed in on this new thing. It's done so well. So what do you rate this? Four. Same. I think it's a solid ass four movie. I mean, I do too. You can be disgusted by this movie, <clears throat> and rightfully so. And yep. you can be like tired of sitting through it. Absolutely. Rightfully so. But like, you can't say it's not well crafted. You can't say it's not well shot. You Absolutely. can't say it's not well acted. This is a film. It does. It does exactly what it intends to do, and it intends to. Disturb you and make you anxious. And it does so. Yes. So you cannot fault it. 1983's Angst, directed by Gerald Cargill, is an 8 out of 10. And if you like your fucked up fare, movies that are like, what is a good fucked up movie? This is this is one you yeah. should throw on that list. Yeah. And so stuff like funny games, that's like hack bullshit. Like, oh, ooh, Michael Haneke, shots fired on you, bitch. I mean... <laughs> Shots Listen. fired on Michael Haneke. Listen, Michael Haneke. We may revisit that movie. I would watch it again and I would love to talk about it. Okay, maybe it's not hack bullshit, but it makes me mad. Well, maybe it's supposed to. Fair. All right. Probably so, I'll give it a four. So we're not gonna show <laughs> we're not gonna show the list because we record ahead of time and it's gonna be very confusing. It yeah. probably still will be. Uh yeah. If you pay attention to the list that we've posted so far, we'll be like, you guys haven't talked about that movie yet. And it's like, I, bet Actually, your, I bet your facial hair changes every day in October. I should change my <laughs> facial hair like every day anyway. Right? Yeah. All right. So, and uh, check the show notes for links and other places to find us. Join us next week. We start off with another Hammer Horror. And uh, actually, I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be more scary stuff coming. Keep listening. Keep watching, keep listening, and uh, like and subscribe. Have you ever seen this movie? What kind of fucked up ass movie would you recommend? And uh, we know a Serbian film exists, so yeah. But uh, yeah, what do you say when we get the fuck out? Death to all traitors. Death to all traitors.